Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about writing books. Uh, I, I love reading books, uh, and, you know, I have the goal <laughs> to write my books. I don't know where I'm going to do it. Right now, I'm consistent with writing. You know, I'm improving my quality step by step day by day, you know, to write uh, plus thousand words each day, you know. And yeah, uh, I love reading books because I can get uh, some awesome foundation uh, of human psychology. Uh, and I'm so excited to discuss today about book writing with Ben. How are you? I'm really well, Anatoly. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a big pleasure. I check out your LinkedIn profile. You have awesome experience. Uh, even more, I like your biography. Can you share more about your background and why you decided to take this topic? Yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, gosh, I mean, there's so, so many stories to tell. I mean, I think the, the, the essence of everything is I wanted to, for, throughout my whole life, really wanted to make the biggest possible impact I could make in the world, right? Like I had been working in, in regular jobs, so to speak, you know, which were, you know, it was good work, but... Um, but there was not that that satisfaction of like, how am I making an impact, right? So I started moving in the direction of, uh, I was working for a nonprofit or an NGO at some point, and you know, even that level of help, I was like, okay, this is great, but I wanna make a bigger impact, right? Like how can I reach more people, right? And how can I do it in a way that really connects to the stuff I, stuff I love most deeply? And that's what eventually, you know, after kind of a long road <laughs> as an entrepreneur, where I was able to really dial into the book stuff because it was not only something that I loved and I had been wanting to write a book since I was about 12 years old, right? But it was also that ability of like, how can I help the people who are helping the people, right? How can I support the people who have the big audiences and then make my effect or make my impact, not just through my direct um through the direct ways that I was helping, but also through the ripples of people that I was partnering with. Yeah, yeah, great, valuable. Okay, uh, can you can you tell which the first step if someone wanna write a book, what to do first? Yep. So the first step is not to not to start writing. Do not start writing. <laughs> right? Everybody's like, I want to start the book. I want to start the book. I'm like, no, don't start the book. Right? And and. Let me, let me clarify something. Um, the books that I'm going to be talking about today, these are nonfiction books, right? Books that help your business, help you get clients, help you make a big, big impact with your message, right? So I'm not talking about novels. I'm not talking about memoirs, right? These are these, are these kinds of books, right? So like I said, the first thing to do is not to write. <laughs> do not write. Um, the first thing actually is set up a bunch of phone calls with people. Sorry, I just lost my earbud set up a mm -hmm. bunch of phone calls with people, right? 20 minutes and say to them, hey, I'm gonna write a book about such and such a topic, whatever your, your topic is. You know, I'd love to have your input and ask you a couple questions. Would you be willing to have that call with me? Right, so, so just a, a straight up marketing call, you know, straight up discovering like what are their challenges? What are their fears? What are their frustrations? What are their goals, right? This may sound to you, like basic marketing stuff, absolutely vital. Because not only do you understand what to put in the book and what not to put in the book, but if you're smart, and I'm, I recommend be smart, like record those calls, then you're gonna get the language that people are using to talk about those challenges, talk about those fears, 
talk about those goals, right? Talk about their dreams. And then from there, it makes it so much easier to keep your focus on what exactly needs to happen in this book, who am I writing for, and what's the transformation that I'm offering as I share my uh, information and experience with them. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's the best approach because uh, if someone uses just tools, you know, <laughs> they are not looking for customer's feedback. I mean, like uh, reader's feedback, you know, your friend's feedback. Uh, even Elon Musk, he asks uh, uh, friends before uh, uh, launching something new. Uh, and yeah, uh, I think uh, even uh, if I remember correctly, CEO of uh, Pepsi uh, shares the same insights that it's better to ask your customers than you using some case studies, tools and talk to them to learn from them. Uh, and the tools uh, or any other platforms like Quora, Reddit can help to provide more insights, but yeah, it's better to start from asking your customers. Okay, you know, I want to share one of my favorite book, uh, books uh, from Jack London, uh, Martin Eden. You know, I love this book because uh, the guy without any education started to write every single day. Uh, and he uh, could surprise anyone, you know, with his writing. Can you Tell more about perseverance when you fail to get results, when you fail with writing, uh, how to go ahead and uh, believe that you can achieve anything with book writing. Yeah, that, thank you for asking that. That's that's a really, really important question. And, you know, after 12 years of having my own business, you know, I can still deal with the challenges of persistence, you know, sometimes several times a day, <laughs> right? It's just like, I don't want to do this. It's not working. I don't feel like it. I want to go take a nap, right? Like all of these things. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things to remember in all of this is that, uh, that you don't want to rely on inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. Inspiration is great. And when it's there, you know, take it and jump on it and, and, and use it, right? And leverage it. But at the same time, you don't rely on it. I think the most important thing that you can rely on is is the structure and the plan and the habits around persistent action right so if it's you know a slot every day to write your book or you know a slot every day to exercise or whatever that thing is you know get it on the calendar and then rather than having to make that decision of like oh am I gonna write my book today right or am I gonna research my book you, you make the decision a lot simpler of, hey, am I gonna follow what it says on my calendar, right? And then it takes mm -hmm. a lot of that extra kind of noise out of the picture, takes a story out and it's just like, you know what? All I need to do is be committed to my calendar. And then if I'm committed to my calendar, then I get the book done, then I eat the extra vegetables, right? Then I meditate for a few minutes, whatever those things are. So for me, the core of it is that routine, that plan, and rather than having to make the decision, commit to the decision you've already made and then just follow through with it. Yeah, uh, I remember when uh, I read some tips from a great book offers and uh, they share, uh, forget about inspiration. Just do your job. <laughs> it's your job to write. <laughs> now, if you are looking for inspiration, you've already failed, you know, <laughs> because you can get one day, two days, but um, yeah, 
it's more about consistency you know you need to do this job um okay uh, i remember another story from uh, one book offer i listen uh, on audio podcast and uh, she uh, shares the message the email that she got from other book offer uh, and um, uh, uh this offer uh who wrote this message uh, uh asked uh, for advice uh, because he uh, couldn't get results he couldn't sell his books nobody wanna publish uh, this book uh, this books and uh, he asked her what to do because he uh, he burned out about that uh, and uh, when he asks others about advice and everyone shares perseverance perseverance uh, and she replied to him okay uh, i want to tell you leave it forget about writing books if you uh, if writing hurts your feeling if you can't feel good with that if you are not uh, if you are not willing to wait for results it's not your job uh, just leave find something else uh, do it uh, traveling i don't know everything and uh, when you can live without it just get it back you know and beep and use perseverance can you tell more about perseverance how to uh, create this feeling how to be consistent in your way and uh, don't give up because many content creators i i think even book offers they uh, give up yeah yeah gosh there's so there's a there's a lot of layers and a lot in that question so what i do is i do a couple things um you know the planning and scheduling like i mentioned before is really, really important um but i'll also really leverage my relationships and continue to develop relationships right because the more so so then i don't have to just rely on myself you know, to create that success, right? It's, you know, we want to rely on ourselves for the perseverance, the action, the commitment, of course, but the success is going to come through those relationships, right? Like not only the relationships with our clients uh, or, you know, or colleagues, but, you know, who are the people, you know, who have audiences that we can serve, right? Thinking in those terms, um, who are the people who can, you know, hire us or bring us in as a visiting expert to serve their audiences, right? Who are the people that we can partner with because maybe they offer this thing and we offer this thing and the two, two go together like magic, right? So, so I say when, uh, you know, I forget, I heard a wonderful speaker many, many years ago and she said, you know, when, when in doubt, when you're, in, when you're struggling, talk to people, right? Like, develop those relationships and and it's not just from the place of hey i'm struggling can you help me do this right it, it's more like hey how can i serve you how can i help you right because i'm struggling and i need some help right <laughs> right so really really taking that that service approach first and foremost right opening up the possibility because often you know not not only does it make it more likely for us to get that help from other people but when we're serving people, there's that energy of, you know, it's no longer about us, right? It's about that other person. And when we get out of our own way, right, uh, especially inside the mind, we get out of our own way. That's when some beautiful, beautiful things can really happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that well, well. Uh, okay, I want to ask about influence with a heart. Can you tell more about that? How to influence with a heart? <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, uh, so for me, 
you know, the, the essence of influence is inspiring people to say yes, inviting people to say yes. And, you know, this is not just, hey, I want to get everybody to say yes to me, but I want people to say yes in a way that, you know, I like to say win, 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 right? Right. Good for them. Good for me and good for everybody else that their business touches and their and my business touches as well. Right. So so it's inviting people to say yes with that intention of goodness for everyone. Right. So that's the kind of the philosophical approach to this. And for me, influence with the heart really comes down to empathy. Right. So how much can you and this is a practice, right? It's This is not just you can do this or not do this, but how much can you really truly listen to someone? You know, listen deeply. You know, how much can you be there and no matter what they say, not necessarily be waiting to say the next thing, right? Okay, they said this, so I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna say like none of that, but how can you actually just be there and receive and be the best possible listener you can? Because just in your presence, Right, uh, you can change people's lives, and you can continue to change lives through the words that you say. But very often, first and foremost, you know whether it's a client, a spouse, a partner, a child, the first thing that they need is to be heard and to be witnessed. Right, that really, that opens up the space for because sometimes when when people are sharing a challenge, right they have resistance happening. Like they're struggling against something. They're, you know, they're, they're, uh, what's the word? They're constricted, right? And you can soften that wall, so to speak, right? Give them a little bit of spaciousness just by listening and being the witness, you know, to who they are. And then from there, if it makes sense, then you can offer a suggestion, make an invitation, you know, tell them you can help or just give them a hug if that makes the most sense. Yeah, listening is a powerful tool. I know about that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, uh, today I, I watch video on YouTube, uh, and Shaquille O'Neal uh, shares on this video. I, I love listening. Uh, I get success because of listening others. You know, people uh, love to talk. <laughs> Why not to listen to them and know what they want to get? <laughs> okay, can you can you tell more about? Um, um, uh why people need to write books i mean like uh, for example uh my audience uh, is more about uh, creating brand awareness about uh, uh winning customers uh why uh, these companies need to pay attention with writing books yeah thank you so uh a lot of the answer is in in what you said just said right now right it's it's the brand attention it's serving our customers mm -hmm. in the best possible way um, but if you think about it, right, your, your book is going to help you stand out as a unique expert in your space. And I want to make a distinction here, you know, and I say this to my clients and I say this when I speak, you don't have to be the expert, right? You don't have to be the expert, the number one expert, because I think that's entirely too much pressure, <laughs> right? <laughs> who, who needs that pressure, right? So if you can be a unique expert in your stuff, because only you can deliver the things in the way that you can deliver them, right? That's the kind of expert that you want to be. That's the way that you can stand out, right? Um, if you think of a magnet, right? You know, the, a magnet attracts what it attracts, but it also repels what it repels. So you think of your book 
as as your magnet, right? It's going to bring in the right people and help you avoid the wrong people. And I'm not saying wrong people like bad people, but just, you know, you want your best audience because those are the people that you can serve in the best possible way. And then, you know, the book just help you, helps you stand out, right? People have a perception, you know, the vast majority of the world has that perception. Oh my God, you wrote a book? You must know something. And it's like, you know what? I could, I could publish a book that has literally nothing on the pages. Blank book, I'll make a nice cover, I'll publish it, and I'll say, hey, I just wrote this book. People are like, oh, good job. Right. <laughs> so there's that perception. And we don't I don't want to use that perception as a way to manipulate people. Right. I want to use that perception to help them understand that, hey, I'm an expert. I'm a unique, unique expert in this space. I can help you because I understand who you are, what you're about. I've been there. Right. I understand who you are because I've asked you to share your story with me. You understand who I am because I'm sharing my story throughout my book, right? Even though it's a business book, like still sharing the story is absolutely critical. And then it gives that opportunity for the relationship and the conversation to begin potentially days, months, sometimes even years before you actually speak to that person for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Valuable. Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, publishers. Uh, um, I listen to one audio podcast when uh, book offers uh, share that you don't need to cooperate with publishers. Uh, I, I think everyone knows about Penguin or any other uh, big publishers, but he uh, uh, shares that you don't need to do it because they limit your possibilities after publishing book. You can't uh, write about these topics anymore and many other uh, legal issues. Uh, can you tell more? Uh, do we need to find publishers? Because I think they have some uh, audience as well. They have some uh, resources to promote your book. And they have editors who can help to uh, provide, uh, simplify your text and something like this. Uh, or it's better to do it yourself and find editors and all these uh, resources yourself. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's a really, really great question. And uh, I, I appreciate you asking because a lot has changed as you know as you can tell in the publishing world you know in the last 10 20 30 years right i mean always things always change of course right but especially with the internet with self publishing options with hybrid publishing options you know there's a beautiful there are many beautiful ways to go go forward and you know anatoly for people like you and me for your listeners right people who are you know, experts in their stuff right want to make a difference with their message want to get more clients 99% of the time, the best way to go is self-publishing, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there are several reasons. Now, this does not mean that you should do the publishing by yourself. Right? There's a very, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You want to hire a professional to handle, you know, handle the editing, handle the, you know, the formatting, the cover design, all those kinds of things, because it's like, uh, it's like you don't want to do your own electrical work in your house, right? because you could die, right? You don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to fix your own toilet, right? Because you might break it and then not have a toilet, right? Like, <laughs> and I know these are silly kind of analogies here, but, but really to drive that point home of do self-publishing because you own the rights to all of your content, all of your intellectual property, it's all yours, right? You get the royalties. You don't have to write a book proposal. 
right? With a lot with traditional publishers, like you have to write a proposal and you have to wait for people to say things, and then, and then they might say, okay, well, we'll take your book only if you do this or or don't do this, and it's like you know what, you know, I am the owner of my business, I am the creator of my stuff, right? Like I worked my butt off <laughs> <laughs> to do my thing my way, and I don't want to have to publish a book and then be obligated to buy a thousand copies let's say right you know and just leave them sitting in my garage until i mail them out right you know i want to be able to do print on demand like if i want a thousand books i can buy a thousand books right buy them wholesale for myself if i want one book i can buy one book like no problem right so for that that kind of freedom um and the the speed at which i can bring that book to market right um you know, if I if I had a book ready to go, you know, I could get it up and selling on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, Chapters, Coba, and, and you know, forty thousand other retailers, within the space of a couple of days, right? If my book was ready to to go, right? And traditional publisher that could be months, that could be longer than months, could be years, depending on how you're going there. So, if you're somebody like uh, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> right? or, or, you know, or a well-known politician or things like that. It could make more sense to go with a traditional publisher because of relationships that that publishing house might have, right? Or, uh, or the, the name brand association with that publisher. That may, might make more sense for you. But for most of us, again, you know, doing, doing our things, uh, we're still going to have to do a bunch of the marketing and promotion and publicity ourselves anyway, right? Like the, what the traditional, what most traditional publishers used to do, you know, to help you promote your book, they're not doing so much anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Because, because it's expensive and they don't have the resources in the same way they're adapting to what's happening. Um, and we get to adapt too. So I encourage again, you know, 99% of the time, uh, self-publishing is the way to go, but hire somebody to do it. And, you can hire an editor, a designer, you know, somebody to do the keywords, you know, bop, 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 bop. you can do all those things separately, or ideally you find uh, a provider that does everything under one roof, right? Because, you know, one project manager, you know, uh, they have designers in-house, editors in-house, all those kinds of things, because it's much more cost-effective, right? Chances are if they have something like that in place, they know their systems, they know their processes, they've done it a bunch, right? Um, and then you only have to deal with one or two points of contact instead of trying to manage like 10 different vendors. Mm -hmm. Got it, yeah, interesting. You know, um, when uh, I'm reading books, uh, in the intro, I see uh, some uh, grateful stuff. For example, thanks for my family, my dogs, and to enlist many other professionals, you know, a lot of them. Editors, uh, probably a few editors, uh, uh, people who can help with writing books. How to find all these people? Uh, I understand, uh, for example, uh, uh, in digital marketing agency, we, we are looking for experts uh, for a long time. It's not like you uh, provided the request and get them 
uh, of course it takes time how to find them uh, because um, uh, i think if you have only one project manager it doesn't mean you can <laughs> publish the book it's better to find these editors and uh, designers yeah thank you so so two two different approaches here right so the one is you know my recommendation of can you you know try to find you know every everything in one place um but if you're going step by step saying like just looking for an editor you know there there are a couple things you can do you can look at some of the uh you know the online resources depending on what you need um it's like sometimes you can think find people on fiverr sometimes on upwork right sometimes uh reaching out on linkedin mm -hmm. and looking for those specific kind of service providers uh but for me you know i've always done this is i start with my connections people who i know like and trust and respect and i say hey i'm looking for a great book editor who do you know mm -hmm. right? and, I, and i start with you know the 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 opinions and experiences of people you know who's who i respect right and then you know i go from there and you know i'll make appointments with each of those people and understand their approach you know their their successes uh what they expect from me and also that very very important for me it's like what's the energy right do i feel like you know this is a good person and i'm going to enjoy this relationship because it's an intimate relationship you know whether it's editing your book designing your cover like it's so important to you right so if you feel like the person who's serving you is kind of a jerk or even if they're a nice person but you don't you don't connect it's like you know do you want to do you want to go down that path and spend that time with this person right um and and i'm not just talking you know tactically and strategically but you know bigger picture in life right like we have no idea when we're going to die right and i'm not saying this in like a, a down down kind of way right but just you know life is life is life life is unexpected and you know why not enjoy the heck out of as much as we can and spend time with people that we're inspired by that we care about you know that we're energized by like i i love this interview with you anatoly because i love your energy right like i you know this is a really really nice flow for me i've been on some interviews recently where it's been like okay <laughs> right and and not to, nothing nothing wrong with the interviewer but just you know that the energy wasn't quite there so i of course did my best they did their best but i could I could tell that, you know, I'd like to be having a little bit more fun. I'd like to have mm -hmm. a little bit more dazzle and surprise because very often in that, you know, that open space, right, there's the unexpected, magical, wonderful things can happen, you know, rather than when you're kind of holding back a little bit. It's just like, hey, let's let's do it. Let's have fun. And, um, you know, let's make good things continue to happen in the world yeah got it yeah thanks thanks a lot <laughs> okay <laughs> can, can you tell um uh, i want to ask the question that people might ask uh i know that uh, it's possible we have no answer to this question uh, but how long does it take to write book so it that's a great question um so technically <laughs> you know in, in in as little as 24 hours, you know, in as long as 20 years, right? Yeah. Depend depending, right? Um so the method that I take folks through is is very precise, very blueprinted, very much like 
this is what you do here, 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 right? I, I want to minimize people's thinking about how, how do I do the book and just have them focus on content. So with my process, depending on the rest of their life and their available, available time, it can be as little as five weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five yeah. weeks? Five weeks, yeah. Yeah. So not for a long. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, five five weeks to a manuscript and and a good manuscript too, mm-hmm. right? Because, like I said uh, at the beginning of our conversation, is like, what's the first step to writing the book? Right. It's not writing the book. It's having those conversations with, you know, with former clients, you know, current clients, potential new clients, about the book. And then when you have that focus, and you're following a very blueprinted model like what I do with my clients then you can get it in you know in a smaller amount of time in five weeks if that makes sense and the other thing that i do don't tell anybody it's a secret (laughs) the (laughs) other thing i do uh, is really encourage dictation right so not just writing typing or not just writing with your hand but dictating some portions of the book you know i I encourage (laughs) as much as possible because when we dictate when we speak right? That's when our authentic voice is coming in, right? We're not thinking about, okay, I'm writing. I need to choose the right word. Is that sentence correct? Like none of that stuff. There's no judgment, none of that. It's just, we get up and teach. Like Anatoly, if I invited you to a speaking event and I, you know, like last minute, I'm like, hey, somebody, you know, one of the speakers can't speak. Can you get up on stage and teach, teach like your three most important things, right? Um, about your stuff. You would like, you absolutely, you'd get up there, you'd nail it, right? No problem. Right. And so using that kind of energy, that kind of approach in bringing the words to the page in the book not only makes the process much faster, um, but it really, again, gets to that authentic voice. And then there's, you know, there's that that understanding from, you know, your ideal clients of what they get in the book, what they get from you in person is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Really well. Okay, uh, I want to share my process when uh, I'm writing uh, blog content, for example, uh, a new blog post. And um, uh, I usually write uh, the draft uh, without any editing. Then uh, I get back uh, uh, for a few hours, sometimes a few days, you know, to, rem- uh, to refresh my thoughts about that. Uh, can you tell uh, how to do it in book writing? For example, uh, do I need to write draft? Because, you know, uh, uh, I remember a bunch of movies when uh, some uh, writers uh, write and they remove it, write, remove it, no way, you know, yeah, we have many movies about that. Can you tell uh, the process, you know, <laughs> between draft manuscript and the final version yeah absolutely absolutely so um similar to what you're describing for how you're writing a blog post it's really powerful to just write an unedited draft um Mm -hmm. you know not only write or or dictate right as, as i like to do um but whatever that is just don't restrict yourself just get all the things down on paper or get all the things into the recording whatever the case may be, and then put it away for a day or whatever the case may be. And, you know, let your subconscious mind work on it because you might find yourself 
later in the day or the next morning or in the, you know, like in the shower or taking a walk and you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to put that extra part in there, right? Or, oh, I realized, you know, the story that I can tell to help make my point come through more clearly. So, uh, so I think one of the most important things to remember in this is the power of our subconscious mind, right? Um, you know, if you think of like when, when we exercise, like we build our muscle uh, through, through repetition and then we rest, let it mm -hmm. heal, let it recover, right? Let it get stronger. It's, this, it's the same kind of process, right? So putting in that focused energy in the writing or in the dictating, very, very important. And then walking away from it and taking a rest, very, very important, right? So, so be, you know, be un, unencumbered, right? Be unrestricted at the beginning. And then, you know, for me, it's, it's follow the model. So you're making sure that you're putting the important parts in the book, right? Because, you know, people, so many people are very busy. People have short attention spans. Most people don't read whole books, especially business books, right? They'll, they might read the first third, maybe they skim, maybe they scan, maybe they open up, they look at the table of contents, and then they go over to chapter seven, right? So, um, so because, of, because of that reason, we want to make sure, you want to make sure as a writer, right, that you're helping people understand that they're in the right place, right? That this is, you're the right person for them. You know, how what you're teaching, like, impacts them, impacts the world, those kinds of things. So you're really welcoming, welcoming, ah, pardon me, welcoming them, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, into the conversation, into the pages of the book, right? So it's, so, so unrestricted writing at the beginning, and then narrow, giving yourself boundaries or narrowing the, the focus into what are the most important things that you need to share, you know, looking at who is your audience from the conversations you've had? Okay, what are the things that they're they're talking about? Um, because sometimes, because we're experts, sometimes we miss the obvious things that our people need. Right? <laughs> like we've been doing it for years. We've been helping a lot of people, right? We've we're like, oh yeah, I know what to do. And then somebody says, well, I really need help with this. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right. Let me help you with that first and foremost. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, having that lens. Um, and then for me, I think another port, important part of it, this is another secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that at the beginning of the, of the writing process, choose the length of your book ahead of time. Right. So choose the number of words, because when you do that, then, you know, you can't just write forever. Right. You know, you can't go on and on when is this going to end it's like wait a minute okay if this is the length of my book then i know this is how big the front has to be this is how big the middle is this is how big the back right and then you can start parsing things down into digestible chunks right and you can treat them almost like one blog post at a time let me mm -hmm. just write this thing so it's not like oh my god i have to write a book right it's like no i just have to do this one thing here so you do a great job on this one thing here, and then the next time you do a great job on this one thing here, and then bit by bit by bit, it becomes a book. Mm -hmm. you, you remind me one book when uh, the author uh, 
uh, told about uh, uh, retaining readers uh, for a long time and uh, he mentioned uh, uh, if you read uh, this part of book uh, that was after intro that means you uh, are in five percent of readers who will <laughs> read this book <laughs> you know yeah uh, that means 95 percent leave books uh, after writing intro you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way that was a good book i don't remember exactly but best-selling book you know and uh, uh, can you tell more about retaining readers uh, for example if i film videos uh, um, i'm trying to uh, provide some insights to retain watchers uh, longer uh, it's the same with uh, creating content for my blog yeah i need to retain audience how to do it in books because it's more bigger it's longer content than uh, my videos and my uh, blog articles yeah thank you for asking that that's a really important question and so there's a couple of a couple of approaches that are really important to take and again keeping in mind that not everybody reads the whole book right sometimes people they jump around maybe they see something and they're like i just want to find out that one piece of information so there are a few things i do the first thing is i at the beginning of the book like as soon as possible I give people some incentive to come to my website and get something for free, a, a gift that is related to the book, right? That helps give them, you know, some, some value right away. So if I can get them on my website and get them on my list, let me do that as soon as possible. Um, number two is that I make sure that the testimonials that are in the front of the book right, the reviews at the front of the book, that they're really, really good and on point for my book, right? So I don't just ask people when I request a testimonial, hey, could you write a testimonial for me? What I do is I actually write the testimonial for them. And then I say, hey, can you write a testimonial for me? And I know you're busy. So I wrote this testimonial for you. Could you either bless it or edit it or write your own? Right. So then what I'm doing is I'm making sure that the way that people are, are offering praise to my book is accurate for the book. Right. And, you know, I'm not making anything up that isn't true. Right. I'm, I'm aligning it with my book and then getting the blessing from from the appropriate person. So that that is a, that's a beautiful way to do it because it helps the reader understand, yes, they're in the right place. Um, and then the third Thing. I think there's four. <laughs> I'm sure at least for, t for our conversation, there'll be four. Um, make your table of contents amazing. Right. So make your table of contents almost like a sales letter for the book. Right. Inspire curiosity. Help people understand that they will get value. Right. So even if they close the book at that point, that they still have an impression of your expertise, your capability, your ability to help them, right? And then the last part, number four for now, <laughs> mm -hmm. right, is to make sure that throughout the book that there are regular invitations, you know, to get that gift from your website, you know, to join your LinkedIn group, to join your Facebook group, whatever relevant uh, ways that there are with connecting with you, because some people... Some people, they might not want to get on a phone call right away, 
right? If it's if you just have an, I mean, you can invite people to a call with you, but sometimes people want to, you know, they want to test it out a little bit more, right? Like, let me read your stuff. Let me get your some some of your emails, right? Let me follow your posts on social media. Then I'll contact you. So give people different ways to connect with you throughout the book and make sure to put those, make those different ways available because if people go from you know page five to page 70, that you're not missing any opportunity uh, to still make that invitation to spend more time with you. Yeah, yeah, love, love those techniques, you know, yeah. Uh, but by the way, uh, I use those techniques, you know, uh, in my live streams, I told the audience, uh, if you want to get a gift, <laughs> ask me all, uh, all questions uh, uh, in this webinar and I'll choose uh, uh, one who uh, will ask the best question. You know? <laughs> and we got a bunch of questions. Yeah, by the way, good questions. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, uh, I have the question about uh, selling books. For example, um, Gary Vee uh, wrote a book and he sold uh, a million copies uh, for uh, one day. No, in the first day, because uh, he used one interesting technique. Uh, yeah, he has a massive audience, big loyal audience, but he uh, um, uh, told if you buy 12 of my copies, uh, you will get uh, NFT. Uh, it's image, new crypto, you know, something like this. And um, he sold a million copies in one day. Okay, <laughs> Gary Vee can. Uh, I believe it. But uh, if we are talking about some uh, newbies uh, who start uh, from scratch, how they can sell their books? For example, they write uh, good books, uh, not bad, you know. Uh, uh, from my experience, it's hard to do it from the first attempt, but uh, uh, let's imagine a good book. How to sell them? How to market them? Yeah, thank you. So that, that's a great question. And there are a lot of answers, right? I mean, there are so many ways to sell and market things, books or not. Um, so what I do and what I help my clients do and recommend all your listeners to think about is don't focus on selling books, mm -hmm. right? Now, it doesn't mean don't, don't sell books, right? Because of course you want to sell books, that's great. But if you think about it, like think, think of the things we've been talking about during this conversation, right? That that people are busy, people have a short attention span, people don't read entire books, you know, blah, 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 right? Um, you know, it's great that, that you know, a, a million books were sold, but like how many of those books did people read? You know, did they read a lot of those books and did they take action based on those books, right? Did they become clients? Did they join, you know, a Facebook group, that kind of thing? So for me, you know, I, I like to, I like math, right? So, so the easy, the easy example for math, right? If, um, if you're selling your books and you get a $6 royalty, let's say from Amazon for your books, um, if you want to make a hundred thousand bucks, hundred thousand us, right? Um, well, I guess a hundred thousand of any currency, <laughs> but let's say a hundred thousand us, you know, you have to sell what? 17,666. 0.3 books <laughs> or yeah, something like that yeah. right and so so much time money energy marketing blah 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 right for all of this you know to get 17 almost 18,000 people to say yes it's like that's a lot of work right um so for me it's like how do you use your book to develop relationships with people because 
if you connect with the right people, you know, whether it's, you know, it could be as little as one person or five people or 10 people, those 10 relationships over the course of a year can be a hundred thousand bucks easy, right? And it's so much easier for 10 people to say yes to you than it is for 17,000 people to say yes to you. So really, really want to encourage that. Um, I'll tell, can I tell a little story about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So I had the opportunity a few years ago when I was getting ready to write my second book, Influence with a Heart, which is I think the one you showed on the intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I was getting to, I was like, okay, I'm going to write my book this year, my second book this year. And right at that time, somebody contacted me through LinkedIn and they said, hey, you look like a public speaker because I was positioning myself in that way. You look like a public speaker. Can you come do a two-day training at Stanford University in the United States? And it's for visiting business people. So Stanford University has a very, very high reputation. Like it's a, it's a really good gig, right? Very mm -hmm. good gig. <laughs> so I said, of course, I would love to. So we work out the details of signing the contract. And right before we hung up the phone, I said to the event planner, hey, by the way, as an added value, I'm gonna show up with autographed copies of my new book for everyone in the audience, so it's like 130 people. Right? I'm gonna show up with all these books for free. And the event planner said, oh my goodness, that's amazing, right? That makes us look good as an event company, it's really good for the audience, like win, 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 like I said before. I said, you're welcome, it's my pleasure, I'm so excited. We hang up the phone and we went, oh my God, I have to write a book right now, right? <laughs> and the event was six and a half weeks after that phone call, right? So, so not only did I figure out my methodology for writing a book fast, and that's what I teach today, but being able to get the benefit of the, the relationships, right? So, so I showed up with books, autographed books, which was great. And several things happened, right? So the first thing was that the event planning company hired me for, you know, I don't know, like four or six more uh, speaking gigs, speaking and training gigs within the next, you know, six to eight months. So that was incredible. Um, the people in the audience, they were all from one company. They loved my stuff so much that the following year, they invited me to come speak and train at their headquarters in Sydney, Australia, right? And they didn't have the budget to bring me, so they actually sold tickets to their own employees to get the money together to cover my fee so I could come speak, mm -hmm. right? So all of that happened. And then as I was writing writing the book, frantically writing the book, <laughs> um, I, I had gotten someone uh, you know, on Fiverr or some other designer uh, to make a 3D copy of a uh, 3D image of my book. Right? I put it up on LinkedIn and I said, hey, I'm the, I'm the forthcoming author of this book. I'm so excited. I'm gonna publish it later this year. Somebody else contacted me on LinkedIn and this person's like, hey, we're developing a mindfulness and empathy video game with uh, MIT, which is a, another kind of renowned university, science and math university in the, in the, in the United States. We're making this uh, empathy and mindfulness video game for a Fortune 100 company 
and it's going to be used by 20,000 employees, do you want to write the curriculum? Mm -hmm. And I said, of course I want to write the curriculum. <laughs> now, <laughs> I had never written a curriculum before, right? So, um, but these are the things, these are the relationships, right, that, that came to be because of my book, right? At that time, you know, my email list was, I don't know, 400 people maybe. But because of my relationship with that for Fortune 100 company, I was able to get my teachings, you know, in front of, in the hands of 20,000 people who not only, it didn't only benefit them, but it benefited the people that they were serving, right? Because these were all uh, customer experience, or most of them were customer experience employees, right? So they're dealing with the public. And then they could take what they learned home to deal with their families and make their relationships better and you know be better parents that kind of thing so for all the listeners out there right um book sales are great and yes sell your book and the deepest you know most lasting farthest reaching impact will come from the relationships you build with people and organizations and companies for that matter right um where you can leverage your book to make that bigger impact um you know with the audiences that they're serving as well yeah love your story yeah awesome <laughs> <laughs> you know you mentioned a few times about fiverr um i remember uh from one book offer uh and he uh shared don't hire uh designers on fiverr you have uh, you see another way uh, can you tell more how to find um, good designers on fiverr because um, if i remember he uh, uh, he told that it's better to find professionals you can find them on fiverr uh, is it wrong or not so uh, so so everything is true right <laughs> mm -hmm. um so i i've i know people who so Right. Sorry, many, many ideas in one mouth. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, 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 so you can find professionals on Fiverr, right? Um, and there are also other great places to find, like Upwork, 99designs, I think that's still around, right? Like there are places to find professionals. You know, for me, very often, right, I, I ask my network, like, do you have a good designer? Right? Like, there mm -hmm. are all ways to go. Um, but Fiverr's a great place because sometimes, like, I just need a little something done. So what I'll do, because, you know, if it's a small job, especially, I'll, I'll give it to um, like four or six designers, you know, because if it's literally just like five or ten dollars, right, um, you know, let's say, you know, four designers, ten dollars, forty dollars, then I have four designs to choose from. And not only that, I see the quality of this person's work and that might lay the groundwork for a longer relationship and that person as a resource for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that that's one way to do it. And the other thing is just, you know, when you're looking at the designers on Fiverr, right, like look at their reviews, look at examples of their work, right? I mean, do, do your due diligence <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because there are plenty of people on Fiverr, you know, who do terrible work as well, <laughs> right? Just, just like any big, you know, kind of community-based um, service offering, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so uh, 
So right, so so right. Do, do your due diligence. Look at the options. Ask your people. Um, but I think the ultimate point that I want to make with all of this is, um, however you're going to do it, don't spend too much time trying to get the perfect thing in place. Right, like let it be good enough so you can get something done and move forward from that point. Because yeah. so many people get stuck in perfection. Totally, totally. Uh, by the way, I cooperate with many freelancers on Fiverr. Uh, I don't care about some opinions. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, it's hard to find good writing. I don't know. I think uh, we have some good writers on Fiverr, yeah, but we have bad writers on Upwork. <laughs> uh, so it depends, you know. Yeah, it takes time to find uh, good uh, uh, specialists, but I, I'm looking for... Uh, Uh, some uh, specialists who can help me with uh, audio, audio, you know, just audio editing and on Fiverr, yeah, you, I, I found a few guys, very good guys, you know, nice. and uh, designers as well, yeah, why not, I cooperate with them and um, just spend time, you know, if you fail to get good results uh, and trying to find for five dollars, search for ten dollars for twenty dollars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and read the reviews, okay, Ben, it's a big pleasure to learn from you, uh, to get all these insights uh, and uh, tell how people can learn more about you, reach out to you, follow you. Yeah, thank you so much. So my website is influencewithaheart.com, uh, influencewithaheart.com. Uh, if you have any questions and you just want to reach out, I am absolutely happy to chat. So influencewithaheart.com slash chat, C-H-A-T. And uh, there's something... I have a gift that I'd love to share, Anatoly, for for your folks and and for you, of course. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, is that uh, you know we all know, but sometimes we need reminders that 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 reviews and testimonials are really important for our business, right? Like for our book, but even if you don't have a book for your business, so I have a uh, a testimonials template, mm -hmm. right? So if you download this template, you can just basically fill in the blanks to make a good testimonial. And then, like I said before, you can ask for a testimonial from someone, give them the pre-written version, and then have them, you know, bless it or edit it or write their own. So you can get that gift at bookreviews.cc. Once again, that's bookreviews.cc. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Thanks a lot for your time, for all your valuable insights. It's a big pleasure to get you on my show. Thank you so much, uh, Anatoly. It's it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're a lovely interviewer and um, appreciate your energy so much. And thanks for uh, helping your people in the way that you help them. It's a beautiful thing. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.